0: hey it's adam sank and if you like my radio show you'll love my comedy album adam sank live from the stonewall inn <gasps> oh my goodness what <laughs> fellatio really available on amazon itunes and google play
1: Get ready for comedy. Almost horny.
0: Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius. More well endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show. On Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the
1: ass. Oh. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom.
0: That's me. I'm Adam Sank. And I am live. For real. It's happening. Today is Sunday, January 7th at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. So if you're listening... When I just said it was, then I'm fucking live for the first time since Sunday, December 10th. We've been off the air for a long time, but the ass is back and better than ever. You can prove that we're live by calling in at 844-TALK-DNR. We'll be taking calls in just a few minutes. Not yet. Don't call yet Charles in Cornhole, but in a little bit, little bit, we will be taking them. Um, a reminder that old episodes of The Ass are now available on iTunes. Just search for Adam Sank Show in your iTunes browser and you can listen for free. Tweet about us using hashtag ass. Email me at adam at with your questions, comments, and dick pics. And like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page, we now have over 3,000 likes and building. Today we have an amazing show, Chris Harder. Uh, Burlesque performer turned porn star turned actor turned playwright turned philosopher will be with us in studio Chris Harder is delicious and he's promoting his uh, hit stage show porn to be a star which is a highly autobiographical one-man show about uh, his career in porn but first I need to introduce everyone's favorite returning champion my co-host Ryan Frostig come on What's up? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, Ryan. How are you? I'm uh, warm now that we're inside. I know. It's um, uh, pretty brutal here in New York City. I kind of feel like we don't need to even talk about the weather that much yeah, because not, it's, it's cold for most of the country. Yeah. You know, and some places worse than this. Right. But, but it has been... It's happening to us, so... Our titties have been snapping off. We have just been... Having to layer upon layer upon layer. It's too many layers, mm. but um, but it all ends uh, today. This is the last day of it, so we're told. And then for we're for now. We're going to go up to the balmy thirties here in New York City. Um, but uh, the other most exciting thing happening in the studio today is that we have someone returning to the ass, and that is the one and only JB.
2: Yeah, come on, everyone. Oh, hold on.
0: And Woo! JB just fucked up his own <laughs> applause. <laughs> That's what happens when you're not paying attention.
3: I, I was. There's a lot, a lot of components had to come together at the right time, and it just wasn't working out for me.
0: JB, was, we missed you so much. Welcome back.
3: Oh uh, yeah, Welcome it's good back. to be back. I feel like riding a bike all over again. I've I've missed this place. I, I've genuinely have been. I've been bored. Been going crazy. Just want to fiddle with things and hack some people. You know, just regular fun stuff.
0: And by fiddling with things. You mean your penis? Of course, of course. My penis. <laughs> All I
3: do back here is feel my penis. It's great.
0: And by the way, it is now legal for me to sexually harass JB because he is no longer an intern.
3: Oh, oh yes. I'm not. I'm. I'm actually an associate producer here. Yes. yes! Come on, promotion. Come I on. know. I work so hard for this.
0: Where's my bell? What? Derek or Derek's bell. <laughs> pass that over here. JB, I'm so happy to have you back. We missed you terribly. The show was not the same without you. Uh, the sound effects were not as crisp. The banter Aww. was not as fun. Uh. It's you know, I, I love all of our interns, but you were sm- you were special. And Derek and Romaine and Katie clearly recognize that, and that's Aww. why you have been promoted.
3: That makes me feel real good. To yes. ass producer, Queen.
0: associate producer. <laughs> so um, so it's great to have you. And and all is well, and you're and you're living uh, on the beach. I understand.
3: Yes, I have I have my place living in Far Rockaways. It's, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's a little cozy.
0: You're like a little sand crab.
3: Oh my god, right? <laughs> Except for without the crabs, because crabs are terrible. Yes, so yes. Heard, You right? don't got to
0: tell me and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, been okay. there, done that. <laughs> Absolutely, not recently for me. But um, but we have a lot to talk about. I mean, honestly, there's been a month that has gone by, so I've just been stockpiling uh, ass material. And the first thing we have to do is get caught up with the PervNATO. PervNATO. PervNATO 2018. It was pervnado. 2017. And
2: we are just continuing on in this journey of sexual harassment. It
0: has not slowed down. Ladies and gentlemen, since our last live show, which I said, as I said, it was December 10th, the following sexual misconduct scandals have erupted. Ready? Peter Martins, head of the New York City Ballet, has retired after accusations of sexual harassment, verbal and physical abuse. Marcello Gomez, dancer at the American Ballet Theater, has resigned. Conductor Charles Dutroit not Dutoit, Dutois, accused of sexual assault by four women, withdrew from three scheduled concert series and several major orchestras have cut ties with him. This one I didn't even hear about. Documentary filmmaker Morgan Spurlock. Do you remember the Super Size Me guy? Mm-hmm. He made his own public declaration of previous sexual misconduct on his part and a rape charge against him. Wow. It's weird. I mean, it's not like any accusers came forward. No, he, came, he forward came forward and said, I did these things. But
2: that's actually like a
0: good thing. I mean, I think that's- It's amazing. Great. I mean, except it's kind of a bummer to find out that he's, he's... a sexual harasser and possibly a rapist. Right. Um, <laughs> he cl- He, by the way, claims he does not believe he raped anyone, but- there is a woman out there who believes she was raped by him. It's, there's there's oh. a, a different interpretation of the same event. But he has stepped down from his production company. Meanwhile, celebrity chef Mario Batali was fired by ABC and severed ties with his company after numerous allegations of harassment, all of which he admitted. Journalist Ryan Lizza was fired by The New Yorker. And just this past Friday, this one made me really sad. This hurts. Broadway legend Ben Vereen apologized after multiple harassment and misconduct misconduct allegations against him by women he directed in a Florida production of the musical Hair.
2: <laughs> Have you oh. ever been in Hair, Ryan? No. But Ben Vereen has touched my arm before. But, tell us. At, this is breaking uh, news. <laughs> at Carnegie Hall. Mm. When we were doing uh, our concert. Just your arm. Just, well, I... I wish it had been a little bit more. Yeah, I mean... Oh! Yeah. That's a recreation. That's the sound of what it what made. Happened. That's a, That was Ryan's
0: reaction. No, Ben Vereen, you know, Broadway legend. If you don't know him, you should. He, he was in Jesus Christ Superstar and Pippin and just a fabulous dancer, actor, singer. And he was directing this production, and Hair has a lot of nudity in it, but he took it a little too far, mm-hmm. and he was having the actresses come back to his home in Florida and telling them to get naked to, like experiment with their nudity and feel comfortable with it which yeah. is not appropriate. I mean I
2: think that it's interesting with this list cuz you know there are a lot of dancers on the list um and and you know Ben Vereen being a dancer and someone in theater it's a very touchy oh business. Yeah. it's not like you know in journalism or in or in any other industry where touching someone you know when you're a dancer uh you're being corrected like you're you there are a lot of physical corrections being made. Right. So The lines can be a little blurry. Well, I think that's true with all acting and all... I mean,
0: in Hollywood, too, I think if you work on a movie set, the atmosphere is not the same as when you work in an office. Right. You know, you you might call someone on a movie set a fucking cunt,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: in the heat of the moment when you're arguing with them, and that's not going to get you fired. Right. But, of course, it would in your corporate job. So I do think that's where a lot of these scandals came from. However, I think it's very clear... That you don't have women back to your home and tell them to get naked. Exactly. And pretend that it's in the service of this show. Um, so that has all happened in the past month and it will clearly continue. I'm very curious to see the Golden Globes tonight to Ooh, see how all this shit girl. is handled. I think Seth Myers is a really good choice of host and I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what he will do. I feel like it's going to not be that funny an award show.
2: No. And I don't think. Because it almost can't be. It should be. Yeah. I think that, you know, I'm sure he'll make a few jokes, but I think it really needs to be addressed in a way that's respectful.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, um, one of the other big things that happened in my life since we were last on the air is that I made a major announcement, Ryan. You sure did. I announced that 2018 would be my final year of doing stand-up. And I got to tell you, the reaction I got was intense. It was really dramatic. (laughs) That's basically (laughs) That was it. No, that's not true. I I, (laughs) I wrote this (laughs) All right, JB. It's true. Go back to Rockaway. <laughs> no, I I wrote this very lengthy note on Facebook where I basically explained that it's just enough. It's enough time for me. I've been doing it 15 years. Yeah. When I started, I was 33, which is already kind of old to be in stand-up, but it seems really young to me now. Right. And it was terribly exciting and exhilarating and every time i was on stage my legs shook i was just there was nothing that made me feel better than doing stand up and a lot of great things happened along the way a lot of great things didn't happen along the way you know i never really made it to like any level of, of serious fame but i don't regret a moment of it it's just that in the past couple years every time i get on stage now even if it's a great show and it packed house and and you know i kill I don't really feel much. It feels like work. It just feels like work. Yeah. Whereas doing this show feels like work, but it's also like a pleasure. Fulfilling. It's a, Right, like it's a challenge for me. Like how can I make this show interesting and how can I book the best guests and try to be funny and try to tell interesting stories. Like I'm really interested in that. I'm not that interested anymore in getting on stage and being like ba ba da ba da ba, ba da 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 And then laugh, 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 laugh. Yeah. After a while it starts to feel like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Oh, Katie's telling me that there's someone on the phone to to, to talk about the fact that I'm retiring from comedy. Caller, you say what? Oh, it's a it's a cricket. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's a family of
0: crickets calling in. Now, crickets Those are your you, biggest fans. I'm i wait I'm holding I'm listening to them. Crickets, uh, tell me again, how do you feel about me st- uh, stepping down from comedy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I so you agree? It's enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks Good for calling. Points. Good points made. They were calling from a field in Idaho. Yeah. It's lovely there. Um, <laughs> um, I just <laughs> we're wanna... taking actual
2: calls, by the way, at eight four four talk DNR. So feel free to call in. Go ahead, Ryan. I think that um, your time in in stand up, you were able to find your voice and and establish you know your brand as a uh, performer, as a, as a as a person, and now you can take that and apply it here. And I think that's like thank you a really exciting thing. It's I a think new chapter. that
0: that may be true. I definitely you know I was watching an, a very old clip. Of myself on stage at uh, New York Comedy Club, it was about like you know, two thousand four, two thousand five, one of my first years up there. And you're right, like, I, I had jokes and people were laughing, but I, I didn't have my persona. I didn't right. really, I wasn't comfortable, I wasn't confident, I didn't really know what I wanted to say or who I wanted to be. And and that's definitely changed. Yeah, and some of that just comes from getting old as fuck. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna be forty-seven in February, so. You look a day over thirty-seven. Thank you. I would prefer you said thirty. Um, <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to lie to you. But yeah, no, it's Seven. been it's been great, and I'm still going to do it for this whole year. I as soon as I announced it, immediately Everything. the bookings started pouring yep. in. It was like people were like, "Oh yeah, Adam Sank. I haven't booked him in two years." Yeah, because that's the other thing is my bookings had really slowed down. Um, and that is what happens when you reach a certain age in show business, and you are not famous yet. Mm-hmm. They kind of are like, mm, they're not looking for you. They're looking for like the next, the next big, big twenty five year yeah. old, and especially in comedy, where comedy club audiences tend to be uh, kids in their twenties, mm-hmm. college students or recent grads, and so they'll they'll go see you know, Dave Chappelle, right. who's you know. 50 or whatever because he's fucking dave Chappelle. yeah, yeah. but they're not gonna give a shit what 47 year old adam sandcast say because they've never heard of me right so say lovey i have no regrets oh there's somebody on the line and i'm gonna bet that it's charles from cornhole but let's take a listen call or
1: you say what i dropped my phone when you said don't call me yet charles from cornhole <laughs> well, i knew that you... I, I i was poised there with the number in front of me and ready to do that. Anyway, let me just wish you happy new year. Happy new year, Ryan. Happy new year, happy Charles. New year, JB. Happy and new year. Happy new year to the whole gang. And let me tell you, uh, honestly, Adam, you're famous enough that I, who am two, well, twenty five hundred to three thousand miles away, depending on when you speak of it, you're famous enough. I know who you are. Well, uh, but I, re- I think. I'm, Thank you. Anyway.
0: I th- I think that's really because of Derek and Romaine. I mean, anyone who knows who I am outside of New York, I would say 90 percent of them know me because Derek and Romaine had me on their show so many times. Um, and I'm for which I'm really grateful. And so their listeners, um, not all of them, but some of their listeners have become my fans over the years. And that's awesome. Um, but, you know, I haven't had enough of those outlets that have said like, oh, we want you to be a regular. Do you know?
1: Yeah, no, I understand, and I, I do remember seeing you on television, and I don't remember whether it was Last Comic Standing, or uh, did you do anything for Logo?
0: No, I was never on Logo, they were not interested, but I was on VH1 a bunch of times. so it kind of Okay, went, like, maybe the, that's
1: where it is, but I mean, yeah. I know you from television, and, and it was one of those things where I was really, really happy when Facebook became a thing, and I was able to become your friend on Facebook. So And what anyway, a friend you became. Thanks. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Charles. Thanks for calling. It's sixty-five degrees Fahrenheit here today in Cornwall. Go fuck yourself,
2: please.
1: Don't knock until you tried it. Suck suck
2: my dick.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. See you later.
0: Goodbye. Ah, Charles. It's good Mm. to know that he's still listening. Um. Okay. So speaking of comedy failure, yes, we need to talk about New Year's Eve, (laughs) specifically Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. Hot Mess Express. <laughs> now, I know that the the most of the listeners will enjoy this because they hate Andy Cohen. Andy I don't know if you know Ryan the whole story about Andy Cohen and OutQ and Derek and Romaine Mm-mm. and how that's all tied in. So Serious XM when they um basically deleted OutQ from their lineup of channels, mm-hmm. they created Radio Andy. Mm. Which is not in any way what OutCute was. It's right. it's really not about LGBT the LGBT commu- Q community. It's just about like Andy Cohen and the people he thinks are funny. And as a result, most of Derek and Romaine's listeners hate him and blame him for the fact that they got fired along with Frank DeCara and Caro yeah. and Doria Biddle and all the rest of them. I I don't I, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I don't yeah. really think he had anything to do with without Q specifically going away. I think they just said, hey, do you want a channel? And he said, yeah. And as anyone would Sirius XM made a terrible decision and got rid of tremendous talent and really popular shows. But anyway, Andy Cohen, as you know, had a split from Kathy Griffin, as did Anderson Cooper Mm -hmm. after Kathy Griffin held up the fake Trump head. Well, that meant that. Instead of it being Anderson and Kathy hosting uh, on CNN's coverage of New Year's Eve in Times Square, it was Andy Cohen and Anderson. It was incredibly awkward. And one of the most awkward moments came when they were interviewing Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, who were live via satellite from Nashville. Take a listen to how it went. You gave Nicole the advice, uh, and I think the Oscars to clap with her hands like this so that she wouldn't damage her jewelry. And th- did you ever expect that that became like such a meme? Everybody was talking about it. Did you ever expect that that would become such a thing?
4: Answer that one, baby girl. I mean, it's called a logical clap when you don't want to slam your hands together with rings, but what do you want to do? What do you want
1: to do? It makes sense.
4: <laughs> I wish that there was more important things. To be concerned about, or that people were focused on more important things than that set of clapping. That yes. would be what I would say. That's right. I agree with
1: yeah. that. Oh, thank. You. I yes. agree with that. Yes. Yes. Well, well, crazy. I agree too. We want to wish you both. Can we just show you this a beautiful very... Nashville crowd? Can you guys see the crowd? Yes. I'm telling you,
4: Nashville—it's a place to be. Wow. Oh my gosh! I just dropped this out. You know. I oh, my did. God, it's
0: 16 degrees in Nashville, by the way. No, I've lost we
4: were,
1: uh, Andy and I were in and Nashville at the Ryman a couple here. months ago. <laughs> I can't hear anything now. It's a great, great city. It's a great a city, and we wish we were there. We wish you the best, and we hope you have a very happy and healthy uh, and productive New Year. Thank you both so thank much. Thank you. Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman, thank you. And you, you. Too.
4: Much happy love. New year. Happy New Year to everybody right. watching. We love uh, you guys. You. Peace and blessings. Bye.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much. Um that was really nice of them. It was join amazing. Us. Yes.
0: I was so cool that Nicole Kidman joined her. I think she just shaded me a little bit.
1: Oh uh, yeah. She did. Yes. And I guess she she's have. not coming on my show.
2: No, she's not. Well, that was uncomfortable. It's a bit of a
0: train wreck. Yeah. Now in in I will say in their defense when you're outside yeah. live via satellite talking to someone else who's outside live oh, via yeah. satellite. It's it's almost impossible to have a conversation totally. But they are understood enough to right. be pissed off about Andy's stupid question but about But he asks Nicole's a clapping. lot
2: of, he asks a lot of stupid questions and I know that's part of his like his shtick and like he's very charming and whatever but you know even like when he does the reunion sometimes I'm like it just it doesn't land like
0: well, no one was more excited about the failure of Andy and Anderson than Kathy Griffin fans. Oh,
2: I'm sure the, the headline
0: they were on, living. <laughs> the headline on Logo's new now next website said, New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen bored Twitter to tears. Quote, bring back Kathy. Here I was, agree. Here were some of the tweets. Uh, at iFelicia, <laughs> one of the best parts of CNN New Year's Eve was Anderson's laughter, but without Kathy, the laughter is gone and the show stinks uh aaron harbert said two interesting gays are interesting two boring ones dot 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 aren't (laughs) i miss you so much kathy griffin uh i love andy but uh i love andy and all but it's not cnn new year's eve without kathy griffin that's from at jenny splitter um and then at the end i mean there was thousands and thousands of tweets and at the end of all of them the article lists a tweet from kathy griffin that simply says thank you for all the kind tweets happy new year Yes, Queen. This was also the New Year's Eve where Mariah Carey redeemed herself, or did Somewhat. she? Somewhat. All right. Uh, I'm, let's go to Ryan she, Frostig, our music critic,
2: listen, for his review. We just all we wanted from Mimi was to give us a, a something reliable, something something uh, stable, and she did that. Was it a great vocal? Absolutely no, it was not. not. But did she? do the damn thing sure and nobody brought her tea and nobody brought her tea
0: which became a meme oh do we have a caller on the line uh all right caller you say what caller hello is this a cricket uh,
1: no it's it's not who is this um this is susan from philadelphia I've hi, hi.
0: A few hi times how before. are you susan hi. from philly hi. thanks for listening
1: fabulous um, hi Ryan um, hey. I just wanted to say I wasn't going to call in today But I just wanted to say I am thrilled that the JB is back
3: Yes Yay. we are I'm a fan
1: of JB And I was sad when he left And when you I watched your thing on Facebook When you guys were walking on the street mm-hmm. And um, your pre-show or whatever And you said Oh a very special guest I said oh my gosh It's got to be JB You so, know who it was uh,
0: It was I, either going to be I, JB I or laughing. Kathy Griffin <laughs> and um, <Yeah. laughs> fortunately, it was JB.
3: I would have traded my
0: seat for Kathy Griffin.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, we're glad he's back too. And exactly. uh, and we, yeah. we, how cold is it in right. Philly today, honey?
1: Uh, it is about. Uh, I haven't even been. I've been out in three days. I'll be honest with you. Wow, <laughs> it's about ten degrees here. I don't do winter.
0: Are you in a depression, or are you just uh, keeping warm?
1: No, I just. I, I just absolutely hate the cold. So I. Um, I've just been doing stuff in the house.
0: I hear you. Well, I'm glad that, uh, you know. that you've got us on while you're um, hudd- yes. huddled in isolation. And uh, <laughs> hopefully tomorrow when the weather warms up, you'll venture out into, into the daylight. Yeah, i got
1: to go to work. So, yeah, my little break's over. i got to go to work. So, you know, it's all right. Bring right, is on the way. Well,
0: thank you so much for all calling right, and, and for listening. And Happy New Year. Happy New bye-bye. Year to right. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. I love her. Um, also, in uh, recent news, Democrat Doug Jones was sworn in. Mm. He is the newest U.S. senator. Thank God from Alabama, after defeating racist, homophobic, Troll. lecherous, child molesting asshole Roy Moore. And one of the best things about this story is that Doug Jones has a son named Carson. Has a hot, gay. He's son. hot as fuck. He could get it. He's openly gay. He's 22 years old. And so, when new senators get sworn in, uh, they get sworn in by the president of the Senate, which is the vice president of the United States, which is Mike Pence, Mm -hmm. one of the most rabidly anti-gay politicians ever to hold office, and certainly the most anti-gay vice president of all time. Um, You'll remember that when Mike Pence was governor of Indiana, he pushed through these insane anti-gay laws that basically made any kind of discrimination against LGBTQ people, 100% legal in the name of religious freedom. And he's trying to do the same thing on the federal level. So all you gays who voted for Trump can suck my fucking dick because that's what you voted for. But anyway, Carson, the hottie, the 22 year old gay son, which is such a
2: hot name, too.
0: Right? It's like, and he looks like a Carson. So his father, Doug Jones, gets sworn in and he is at the swearing in ceremony, just like a couple feet from Mike Pence. And this photo went viral of the swearing in because Doug Jones' son is giving Mike Pence the ultimate the side eye. The side eye,
2: the stankiest, shadiest side eye.
0: And then posted it to his own Instagram account uh, with the hashtags, Doug Jones, swearing in, Washington, D.C., capital, we made it, no caption needed. <laughs> People on Twitter quickly caught on. One of the tweets said, Photo of the decade, Doug Jones being sworn in while his openly gay son quietly disintegrates the soul of Mike Pence. Someone else wrote, Doug Jones's openly gay son, Carson glaring at openly homophobic VP Mike Pence is all of us. Hashtag shade. Mm-hmm. The shade. The shade of it all. So everyone needs to follow Carson Jones on Instagram, and the campaign to get him on the Adam Sank show has begun. Oh my God, that would be Amazing. I want him in my ass. Yes.
2: and Figuratively
0: office. and literally. Mm. Is Although, there
3: anything you won't put up there?
0: Yes, JB, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Keep quiet, he you. Go back to the cricket, crickets. Um, okay. Meanwhile, uh, while all this massive uh, weather was happening, this, this uh, what were they calling it? The bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Which... Bombogenesis. This massive snowstorm yeah. we just had. There's a gay weatherman slash anchor in Norfolk, Virginia named Blaine Stewart. Mm-hmm. Who I kind of know. Like, I don't really know him, but I follow him on Twitter and he follows me. We're like Twitter friends. Anyway, he uh, was on the air, like, you know, most weathermen were on the air around the clock during this major weather event. And at one point he tweeted, uh, get ready for a pounding. Some of us could see eight inches or more. That's too much, even for me. That... Is rich. And that created a stir. Oh my God, I'm sure. It was immediately on like Queerty and Toll Road and, you know, like overseas gay magazines and newspapers picked it up. It was like the tweet heard around the gay world. He did that. And sure enough, like within a couple hours, he had taken it down. (laughs) Oh, come on. So I messaged him and I was like, what? Did they make you take it down? He's like, nah, I just thought it was a good idea. So Blaine Stort, if you're listening, shout out to you. I thought it was Awesome. It's not the first time that he's tweeted, kind of something, kind of naughty. Yeah, and it's I've watched the newscast. There's some YouTube clips. If you if you uh, YouTube Blaine, B L A I N E Stewart, mm-hmm. um, it's a weird news show. <laughs> it's like him and his anchor will spend five minutes. Him and his co-anchor talking uh-huh. about weaves, huh? And like how some black women wear weaves and some don't, and some are open about it, and some think it's only their business. Like that'll be like a five-minute segment. And I'm like, what, what kind of news is this? Okay. But it's fun. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's more interesting than my local news. Okay. Meanwhile, we've talked on this show about Jonathan, who is not only the world's oldest tortoise, I believe he's like the, the oldest animal, you know, the oldest sentient being. Um, Jonathan the tortoise who lives on uh, an island-
2: Jonathan called- or Timothy? Jonathan. Oh, I have
0: Tim- Did I write Timothy I on that? Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely Jonathan. Okay. He's 186 years old, and as we've discussed on the show, they discovered recently that he's gay because um, they had paired him with another turtle that they had named Frederica, and the two of them were very much in love but never reproduced over 30 years, and they finally realized that Frederica was What's actually Frederick. No, oh, Fre- oh, oh. Frederica's a dude. Oh. And um, Anyway, the point of this news story is that St. Helena or St. Helena, I don't know how it's pronounced, um, legalized same-sex marriage. And that's where Jonathan lives. It is an island situated in southwestern Africa. It's home to just over 4,500 people. And so people were thinking that it was fitting that this gay tortoise, the oldest living creature, Mm -hmm. now lives in a place where same-sex marriage is legal. And he was so excited that I believe we actually have some sound of Jonathan celebrating. Go ahead, play it, J.B. Did you hear it? He was screaming. (laughs) Mm. He was screaming at the top of his
2: lungs.
0: (laughs) I thought that would be funnier. No? Nothing? Next time. All right. (laughs) And that's basically the news. That's that's all the news that's fit to be on the ass that has happened over the last month that we've been off the air. Good stuff, good stuff. And it is now time to turn to our live guest, someone uh, who I'm very excited to have in studio. He is something of a renaissance man. He has been a go go boy, a world renowned burlesque performer, and a writer. He's now touring the country with his hit stage show, Porn to be a Star. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, here's a clip of some of his work. Oh, I knew it. Oh. <laughs> oh. What scene is that? And joining us here in studio on The Ass, it's a sexy Italian, Chris Harder. Come on. Hi, everyone. Come on, Chris Harder.
2: Hey.
0: Now, I was going to. I was gonna ask you
4: do you recognize the the clip um no I don't I mean they're they're all so nuanced too which is uh which is the tricky thing it's (laughs) from it's from cocky boys oh is it is it my is it with Raphael Alencar Uh, he's he's a, a Belgian
0: I think I had it written down and now I don't have what's his name is it Alec I don't remember an
4: Alex. Anyway, you were getting rained. <laughs> is yeah. Gabriel Clark... Oh, Gabriel oh, Clark. Oh, Gabriel Clark. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Mm. Do you remember that scene? I do remember that scene. Like it was four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Actually, Gabriel... Gabriel... Maybe it's Gabriel. Is that the French? Mm. The French Canadian way? Gabriel. 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 Mm. He, um, yeah, he is one of the few guys I've met who I think is genuinely bisexual. Oh, which really? is surprisingly in gay porn, there's a lot of... Yeah, they're like... Yeah, you know, sometimes I like to fuck guys. Sometimes I like to fuck girls. Sometimes I like it when my girlfriend who has a dick fucks me. And you're like, all right, yeah, that's great. Well, it's great for the really their excited to work with you today. <laughs> for their work, JB likes the bisexual man. We know that. So. Oh yes,
3: I think think they're beautiful creatures. <laughs> yeah, beautiful
4: creatures. they are kind of the unicorns, though. Of, yeah, of the sexual spectrum. They yeah.
3: really are. It's good. To, it's hard to find one that's truly bisexual. Right. Because they're just like either really gay sometimes or just really straight.
0: Chris, you and I have known each other socially for a, a number long of time, years, yeah. but I don't really know you. Know you? Well, I don't know you get biblically. Ready for... <laughs> That's a, oh, hello. Hey, nice. Now he's taking get off get his right this cardigan. Thank you. cardigan. <laughs> I love cardigans. So it's you're like cardigans. Christmas yeah. all over again. Yeah, yeah. I
4: own two sweaters. Chris is <laughs> in <laughs> green and red. He's bundled up against There's the cold. There's a lot of cardigans. But
2: Chris. Time. Tell me
4: your story from the very beginning. I want to start well, with the day you
0: were born it up I'm until now. I'm glad because I thought I'd
4: do a live uh, radio presentation on my show, actually. so Please. Everyone get ready right for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was born in North Dakota, mm. um, born and raised, and I moved to New York about 10 years ago when I was 22 to be a serious actor. And I did that for about 10 seconds, and then I fell into this stripper go-go hole for the next couple of years. Literally. Which, I, which I literally, which I actually am really grateful for. Um, I took all these different weird turns and twists and uh, I got into burlesque and I met you somewhere along that way. And then after that, I ended up getting to the adult industry and now I've kind of been writing about it and, you know, processing it and getting back into theater. And, but yeah, that's pretty much me in uh in five seconds. Are you, are you not doing porn anymore is that part over well it's not so i guess the thing is you know i've never been a fan um which is no shame to anyone but i've never been a fan of being like i'm retiring from go-go dancing or i'm retiring from porn because who the like how do you really do that you right. know um well i just announced that i'm retiring from stand up <laughs> oh, so you? i'm one of those oh. assholes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so and now cool. i an that? that would be adam no. sang um, Hilarious. well, <laughs> oh, <exactly. laughs> um, so no, I'm, I'm not, I've never like officially retired from porn, but you know, the truth is like, it does like one does kind of cycle through and I feel like I've, I've made the most out of it. And, um, excuse me i just had a big coffee i'm a little gassy and uh mm, and hi. now i uh and now i'm just i'm ready to concentrate on other aspects of uh of my career when was the last scene that you filmed the last scene i filmed was called this house is a mess and it was uh in <laughs> <laughs> fort lauderdale last <laughs> august <laughs> were you playing like the disobedient houseboy who didn't i was clean the house probably yeah. i already know the plot yeah yeah exactly and um and uh, I, I loved um filming it, but the director was like, Okay, maybe just like look through a book. Like you're just kind of like paging through something, figuring out what to do. And he's like, Here's one on Paris. Just say you want to go to Paris. So there's just this line of me being like, I can't clean. I, I just wanna to go to Paris. <laughs> just random. Yeah. One of those random porn lines. Look so that was it. August yep. twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that your hole has noticeably tightened since you started? <laughs> well, interesting fact, and this is a medical fact, Ooh. I've now been told by two doctors during an actual medical visit, not like, you know, an after, <laughs> after hours thing, that I'm, that I'm clinically tight. Good for you. I know, right? right? Where's the Who applause for that, right. JB? That deserves a studio applause. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, because it always feels like the first time. And yeah. as you know, the first time is not always the best, the best, time. best time. I think I'm
0: yeah. the same. I have yeah. to say, I mean, I've bottomed a lot over the years, and <laughs> yeah, I sure. it still kills me every time a dick goes in there. Yeah, I do it. I put up with you it. You do it. I soldier the... through. Yeah. Bottom. <laughs> but I definitely, like, I think I have a tight <laughs> hole. Chris, what did you think you were going to get out of porn? What made you make that move from
4: sort of nightlife, burlesque, go-go to porn? Sure. Well, I, um, I think a couple of things. I, it's something that I had always been interested in doing, but the the balls have never quite aligned at the so to speak, so to speak, um, and so uh, that happened when I was in my late twenties. I finally kind of had the opportunity to do it, um, and also, you know, as much as I loved at the time, especially working in nightlife, I felt like I kept hitting this glass ceiling of. Uh, i just not making enough money and kind of getting bored of, of what I was doing. So I thought maybe porn would be this avenue to kind of boost me, you know, on social media a little bit more. Let me backtrack. I didn't do porn to, like, raise my Twitter followers. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's not the worst reason to do it. Right. In the process of doing porn, though, um, oddly enough, it did kind of bring me more, more notoriety for my burlesque performance. And so I kind of became this... This performer who like was edgy in the burlesque world and nightlife world because I did porn and who was kind of weird and eclectic in the porn world because I was doing these other things that, you know, most porn actors are not involved with. Go-go right. dancing, yes, but not like the burlesque performance scene.
0: Right, because burlesque, and I think a lot of people these days don't even really know what burlesque means. Right. Burlesque is all about the tease, yes?
4: Yeah, right. yeah. And especially, you know, with a lot of male performances and especially with my aesthetic, it it's a lot of tease and, and humor so i always like to think that i'm like the like a, a striptease village person village people okay <laughs> you know like okay. it, it's very like masculine which i'm using in the air quotes for everyone that's listening <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, but but i'm um, campy and um and stylized you right know? Yeah, there was
0: something kind of um, you know, when I I've never actually seen you perform burlesque. I've seen you go go, but I've we've seen, been friends but I've never gone to your show. <laughs> well, I don't go to burlesque shows. Okay. You know, I I mean maybe I have. Maybe I I know I've seen you go go dance for sure. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've been hired to do the same events. We have. I was not go go dancing. <laughs> oh really? I was there to make them laugh, and Chris was there to make them hard. That's brilliant. Um, but uh, but in the photos I've seen, like you're, you know, you're sexy, but there is kind of like a funny.
4: Yeah, there's, there's a humorous quality. can quality to it. I, yeah, and I've always felt, even in porn too, and and really like in any kind of career. Now I think like if you can certainly for the radio, like if you can make people laugh or get people to think that you are intelligent or have like a point of view, that yes. will lock you in on their radar more so than just being, you know, again air quotes, sexy or right. a piece of ass. Yeah, yeah, a piece of ass. So, what was the biggest surprise about porn once you got into it? I think, um, well, there are lots of big surprises, but (laughs) I think one of them was just, um, that again, you know, like I, I I got to do everything I wanted to do, but again, I realized that like, okay, this is kind of the, the ceiling of this industry for me. And if I want to stay in it, then, you know, maybe that would mean I would be a producer or like try and start my own website or something like that. But, um, uh, I guess it surprised me. I don't know. It's hard to talk about in a way because I, I've never wanted to come off as like, I got into porn and it ruined my life or I got into porn, but now I'm done with it because I'm better and I'm moving on. Right, you don't, you don't want know, to like, trash it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to trash it and and I don't want to be, I don't want to give off the impression that I was victimized by it because I, you know, overall had a very positive experience with the directors and the performers I worked with. I think, again, it's just kind of, for me, it's always been like, well, how is this playing into like what I really want to happen for myself and is it still part of that? Is it still working towards it or is it, has it like run its course, you know? Right. Um, so, like, fun things about porn. Um, I didn't realize that so many cum shots are actually faked. Right, <laughs> and they're and like so yogurt and egg whites, or and... Cetaphil hand lotion. Oh, so you yes. too, you too, can fake your own cum shot. Oh, good. Just right. go good to your to local know. Dwayne Reed. And c- and Cetaphil makes a nice lube too. So it's really it's a dual it usage. It's a, I mean, moisturizer, lubricant, mm-hmm. cum. So Jack of Thanks, all trades. Um, so that was one like zany thing from doing porn. <laughs> uh, and, you know, another, I guess, too, is just like uh, you can have like a great work day or you can just have a work day, you know, like it's um, it really depends on who your partner is. And then even if you have great chemistry, you know, a light could go off or, you know, half the scene could be lost with the camera. And then, you know, it's a completely different ball.
0: Most porn stars I've
4: talked to say the sex is really not that fun. Well, I think it's it, it's just a job. Yeah, I you know, here's the thing. I feel like they're, and again, not to throw I guess I when I say I'm not throwing shade, I'm really throwing shade, right? Uh I don't think it's that. throwing shade though. I think it's just a fact. I mean mm. you're not you're not saying the industry is bad no. or that
0: people who do it are bad. Cicero. I'm I'm asking about what it was like for you personally, how it
4: felt? Sure, I think there's a lot of guys in porn that are not necessarily even interested in having sex in general, or in the in the notion that like part of the job is having sex. So, like if I get to set and I see some guy like on his camera co- or on his phone constantly, who like kind of looks up when I walks in and then goes back to his phone, I know it's going to be like a long work day. Yeah, you know? that's not. So, that's not hot at all. Yeah, it's like you know, like a part of working in the porn industry is acknowledging that like you are going to act and have sex for like six to seven hours, you know, like <sighs> that's your deal. Um, How exhausting. I know. Right. But it is it isn't actually. Okay. So I guess one of the more surprising things for me is that there's the most exhausting parts about porn for me. were always doing the B roll and the photos because especially for guys, like the only time I've ever been envious of women in the sex industry is when it comes to photo sessions. Cause it's generally just like, okay, go ahead and get hard now. And you're like, Great. Just give me a second. give me a minute. uh, That's work for all of us, even when we're not being photographed. Right. Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, there's, um, so I always struggled with photos. um, And because they want it to be like,
0: your dick is hard and his dick is hard and you've got your mouth on him and he, like, it's got to look perfect in that one moment.
4: Yeah, it's the, it's the production of sex, you know, and the presentation of sex.
2: And also, I've heard before that a lot of um, uh, porn stars prefer to be on the, Bottom, just so that they don't have to,
4: yeah. Well, there's not that pressure exactly, you know.
2: Of, of like, a, but could a you get fucked scene. for six or seven hours?
4: Ryan? Absolutely not. Well, depending
0: wow. on the right top, I, I, so I can <laughs> get fucked for like six or seven minutes, really? <laughs> literally, and, and then, then your ball just done. completely squeezes, just, yes. It, it,
4: it ejects whatever's inside of it. <laughs> um, I, you know, the thing too, though, with and again, like. There are guys with horror stories of being on set. I, I think the longest day I ever had was maybe like 10 or 11 hours. But again, like half of that was B-roll and and paperwork and photos and pausing for people to reset. Um, but I also had a really crappy scene partner that day, you know? Mm. So, But
0: would you come home sore a lot of the time, especially with your clinically tight hole? With my clinically tight hole?
4: Um, I guess like if I had to do, uh, there would be like a rare week where I did like two scenes in a row like a, a day after day and then yes i i'd say my um i would have a, a what the clinics say a, a tight a, a, a sore hole a sore tight hole that's a medical <laughs> diagnosis it's a medical diagnosis. it's an sth um but otherwise no like it's you know three hours i feel like i feel like i have a, enough of an active personal sexual life that it's not um I guess just makes me sound like a huge slut. But no, uh, it doesn't. It's, it's not good a, for you. You know, right? Yeah. So it's not I wish. A... I wish that I could get fucked for three hours. I think that sounds amazing. But you know, and and the thing too is like um like a good formula for porn is three positions and three camera angles per position, five per, five minutes per camera angle. So, like, if you think like. You're basically doing, like, sets of 15, like, in different positions. So, really, the sex, like, if we have to bang out the scene literally and get it all done, like, it can last an hour. It, it really just depends on how skilled the camera person is that you're working with and, um, and how intense the lighting setup is, I, I really.
0: Could, I could never do it, and it has nothing to do with ethical or moral or reputation. I don't give a shit about any of that. I just couldn't physically do it. Yeah. I don't have the, the body for it. So at what point, Chris, did you decide to turn this into an autobiographical stage play? And and can you tell us about
4: the play. Yeah, Since I yeah. was unfortunately had an opportunity to see it when it was in New York and I fucking missed it. No, that's it. well it's gonna come back again. Good. Um so I I've always wanted to well, okay, let me backtrack. Um so when I was in school, I did a lot of writing and playwriting as well. And then Right before, I, so two years ago, right before I turned thirty, I wanted to just have a challenge for myself to say I want to get back into writing. So, so I started writing shows and producing them with a lot of my burlesque performer friends, and then eventually uh, this idea came for me to do uh, a solo show on porn. And uh, I want to write about my experiences number one again because I didn't want to have this. I, I feel like a lot of narratives about porn are I got into the industry and it ruined my life, right. or so th- th- that wasn't the angle I was really interested in pursuing. But I also didn't want to just be like, hey. I'm a shirtless guy on stage talking about porn. It's kind of hot. Like that's just not my. Like own. um, Jeff Stryker had that stage play
0: yeah. for a while, and and, you and know, like, Ryan Idol, they all kind of toured with their. With yeah, their we're porn like hey, plays. I'm kind
4: of a hot guy, and uh, <laughs> come I'm see me naked you on you about stage. Porn. Right, mm-hmm. and it was just never, you know, again, like more power to you. Just never my, because I'm a weirdo. You know, like I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a cardigan right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, it's crazy, you guys. um, so you actually, at the moment, you look like you could be like a Christian singer. Yeah. Well, that is also what I want to talk about is my Christian single album that's dropping. Breaking. <laughs> my single's dropping. Uh It's called Jesus Take the Home. It's called Jesus. Yes. Um, so, so I wanted to create a piece that had my personality and sense of humor in it, and also. Um, kind of present this this slice of life of the, uh, of the gay porn industry in maybe a way that we haven't seen a lot of. Um, so with all that said, I started writing it a couple of years ago, and it's it's gone through a lot of different revisions. Originally, it was called Big Bright Star, and I did it um, a year ago at the Laurie Beachman Theater. And then I toured it in Florida for about a month. And from all those experiences, I basically came back and... And decide that I wanted to make it less of just my personal story and kind of make it more of this interesting again, like, what if it was all these different porn stars competing for this fictional award, like the best porn star of the year award, and what would that look like? So And those are called the Dirty Dish Awards? Yeah, those are called base. the Dirty Dish Awards. And yeah. that, are those based on the gave the Gavians? Yeah, they're based on the Gavians and the grabbies. and Um, you know, I should also say too, it's um again like the the other part of my show is I was never really interested in being like, here's a dirty tell all about like all the people I've worked with, you know, like it's um, there. The only the only joke I make about a real person in the gay porn industry is a Trump joke about Colby Keller. Mm. Um, And I it's, I don't even dislike Colby Keller. It's just, you know, easy. I do. It's an easy. I dislike shot. any
0: gay that votes for Trump. I know. Well, not okay. I know
4: you're talking about it earlier. Yes, queen. Thank you, um, JB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that joke gets a lot of laughs. Uh, but um, so so all these people are based off of uh, my experiences, but no one specifically. So there's like a really selfie Twitter obsessed gay porn star named Zach Parks um, who's out to like eliminate all competition. And there's uh, kind of I guess what we think of is like. The stereotypical burnout uh, porn star named Cody Falls who's like literally on his last nickel and there's these gay for pay uh, bros named Duncan and Patrick and they're trying to like win so they can get the hell out of Ireland and make it to L.A. Um, and then there's me, so I play a version of myself. And you play too. every one of these characters. Yeah, and I play every and I morph out. Um and I and also I guess the the truest person that I play in the show is this monologue where I play my mom and I'm calling calling myself. Um and that's kind of uh has more of the heart of the show and it and interestingly enough a lot of people have said is their favorite piece. Um so that's so that is what the show kind of revolves around in this idea of what it means to be a star and um and what happens, uh, what it means, and what happens if it comes true. Your mom was not okay with you going into porn in real life. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they were. They were not okay with it. They, um, both my mom and my dad, they, I think, are more at peace with it now. Um, and. And I think really, you know, I consider myself lucky enough to have parents that worry about me and don't want me to fuck my life up. So, you know, when I told them that I was going to do porn, naturally they were concerned Um, because there are, you know, the thing is like we just have so many examples of, of people who do harm themselves, but there's also just lots of unpublicized examples of people who have a career in the adult industry and... Live their lives, you know? Sure, um, we just don't have enough stories out there about that yet,
0: you know. Well, and that's I think you know one reason why your show is a really good thing because it, we do see so much of the tragedy, and there is a lot of tragedy with with porn stars as there is, by the way, with a lot of gay men in general. It's not necessarily just people yeah. that go into porn, there's a lot of gay guys that become meth addicts. There's a lot of gay guys that, you know, suffer from depression and alcoholism and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. That's endemic to our community and that's shit that we need to work work on as a community. Right. But it's nice to see someone who, you know, stuck his toe in, so to speak, and uh, and got through it and survived and, and you, you know, it sounds like you didn't have any
4: massive trauma from it. No, no. If anything, it just, um, you know, I, I think one of the... One of the bigger gifts that I got from doing porn is that again, like just like when I went through, uh, you know, training as an actor, like it helps you get to know yourself. Doing porn helped me really get to know my own sexuality and my body and what my body is capable of, what I feel comfortable using my body for. Um, you know, part of doing porn, and I think this is where people think that that sex workers have to be numb to sex, but it's just that you you acknowledge that, like, my body today is a work tool. Like, I'm going to use it in this way for work. That's okay. As, as dancers do. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. As dancers do, as actors do, you know, as models do. Athletes. Um, athletes. so And some of the shit that you've done is athletic. Hey.
0: Okay. <laughs> Chris, you did an interview with Paper Magazine where you said um, rimming, Doing rimming scenes is terrible. Oh yeah! And I thought Ryan would be interested in this because rimming is
4: literally it's his favorite thing to do. Mine too. I mean, that's that's that that hurts. It is. Well, and it, you know, because you always open under the camera, so you're always like, yeah. In other words, know. what Chris is doing right now is he's turning his tongue, he's sticking his tongue way out to the
0: side, but not actually making contact with anything. Yeah. So you're saying your tongue never really
4: touches just, the hole. I'd say i say it grazes the hole. But if you go too deep, but if you go then it you, makes lose it the, the, you lose the then your the face frame. is literally buried in someone's ass cheeks. So you just get like eyes and you know like a brow. Ryan just <laughs> Ryan just came in his pants. This is all very yeah. is I know crazy. right. Which again like normally is totally great, but um, but I it's feel all... like I've seen.
0: I mean, I don't really watch a lot of rimming scenes because it doesn't do anything for me. But I feel like huh. I've seen tongue going in there.
4: But you're saying it's just a an illusion. Well, I guess I mean it. Uh, but again, that goes back to like the three camera angles, right? Yeah. So if there's a rim sequence, maybe they'll do like. One straight on like this, and then they'll get <laughs> one from the side, and then right. maybe they'll get like one from going <laughs> below, so you get all. And these sometimes
2: different... it's like sometimes it's it's like not necessarily like a like a zoom in.
4: It's more of just like the yeah the overall the, the picture of like yeah. ass. What I head. think the, the super whore position. I think that's the camera angle where it's like the super whore. Super whore. Yeah, it's like the point of view. Of the camera, kind uh-huh. of thing. So. Well, you
0: also told paper that um, you had to learn how to spread your butt in just the right way.
4: Oh well, that's um, yeah. Now, so, if you want, you can demonstrate for us, <laughs> or you yeah, can exactly. just explain. Get out the granny. Um, I uh, yeah. Well, you know, again, it's um, like even back to that idea of of me being horrible at photos. You know, it's again, like, porn is this presentation of a fantasy, right? right. So, like, you know, you get the boner, and then I, you spend like five minutes, like posing yourself so that so that like visually everything lines up in the camera you're modeling yeah yeah you are modeling in fact like i used to work for this uh company called fort trough where literally you know you'd like be hard and they'd be like okay can you take the lube and just kind of move your fingers like towards the bo- no a little bit back okay what one, one more and you're like "I this you you're tired hard? Tired? 30 yeah. more seconds on this no. boner so right. <laughs>
0: viagra can only do so much yeah, to help exactly um Chris, it's time now to play our favorite game huh. here on The Ass. We play this with every guest, and it's called Ask Me No Questions. Okay. Ask Me No
4: Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. It comes I love with his it's own Sound,
0: sound cues. Thank you. I recorded that myself. Did you? Which
3: I didn't even know about. I just found it.
0: Thank you, JB. JB's first day back on the show after a Hi, long JB. absence, and he's been promoted huh? to associate producer. Oh, congratulations! That's From awesome. intern, he was Thank intern you. and Thank now you. he's associate producer. All right, so uh, here are your questions, Chris. Chris has has no prior knowledge of any of the I questions, so just answer off the top of your head. Okay. Number one, what is the perfect size dick?
4: Oh, like nine or ten inches. Wow. When, I, when they were talking about earlier, um, who who is saying eight inches? That weather guy yes, said eight, inches. Yeah, eight but, inches is too much. I was like, who the like. What the fuck are you bottoming on? Yeah, girl? I don't
3: believe that. It has to be big. It has like to be an, a good like a, nine, ten. But even like with your clinically wing?
0: tight hole, you can take nine or ten. Yeah. I can't yeah. take
4: anything. I can't take a long dick. Well, you know, interesting. I like enough, a thick feel one. Like, yeah, the thick ones are always always feel girth is great, mm-hmm. but like the length, like the pokiness. When you yeah. start yeah, to it, like, poke my kidneys, did you it's know that not... you have two sphincters? Actually, what? Yeah, you have the first, and then you have the second sphincter. So, like the extra long dicks, like poke through that second sphincter uh, we know you know i think
0: i only have one sphincter i think i'm oh deficient. no
4: you have yet to
0: I'm sphincter experience defi- the, i yeah. just recently had <laughs> a really <laughs> you I, too. I, I recently had a really long one and it was not pleasant i for me the perfect dick is like six or seven inches and thick mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah. like five or six inches around well, yeah. They call
4: that like the boyfriend dick
0: right yes. like the boyfriend dick dick, dick. Dick. or the husband yes. dick I yes. guess, depending yes. on yeah. like your life goals sure. <laughs> give me like a mini <laughs> a mini beer can um <laughs> what is the one food you will
4: never put in your mouth oh um that's a great question i don't know i put a lot you eat everything I mm-hmm. anyway, well i don't normally okay so i don't i don't normally eat a lot of cheese mm-hmm um, Which I think would be a detriment in the porn industry. Total detriment in to the porn industry. Yeah, just gas attack. Not a lot of cheese, people. <laughs> what is your the best brand of lube, in your opinion? I think gun oil. Gun oil, or like really anything silicone-based. You know you're on a low-budget porn set when you show up and someone has a giant bottle of water-based. Like <laughs> K-Y. It's going to be a water-based <laughs> KY kind of day.
0: Although I have to say, uh, I've been using liquid silk for years. Oh, Yeah. And it's water-based, but it's super greasy. Uh It's hard to find now. It used to be more available, but you can buy it like online from England, Amazon Prime. Yeah, (laughs) except thank you. I buy it like by the case, and it's really white and creamy. People, when I when I use it, people are like, "What the fuck is this?" Because it doesn't look like lube, Uh but it's water-based and it's super slippery. Wow, check it out, liquid silk. I'm not getting paid by them. I wish I were. Liquid Uh, silk. What is uh, Chris Harder? What is your idea of the perfect romantic evening?
4: I love. uh, I would love a comedy movie, <laughs> I a, la, know, I would, a la bridesmaids. Yeah, sort of I thing. would love I would love a movie at home with popcorn and um, and then like some hot, hot sex with a game. nine inch dick. With a nine inch dick, maybe nine no pop, popcorn. You're out an there. easy date. <laughs> That's a cheap ass. Oh. <laughs> what is your weirdest kink? Um, you know this is not even to like come off all sweet and clean I don't have a lot of kinks like like when I would talk with porn producers they'd always you know they'd be like so what's what's your kink what do you, what's the dirty thing you like to do I'm like really you know I'm pretty I like good consensual hard fucking nothing you know? wrong with that mm-hmm um
0: you don't need like leather or
4: yeah it's never really toys or i like toys i guess but i feel like toys are so like there's been so many new kinks like thrown out there that toys are just like oh that's one of chris's toys that he's brought to the studio right no, that's my sawzall that i have in my backpack what's
0: the one thing people assume about you that's not true at all that i'm stupid Oh, definitely not true I think you answered this earlier but what's the cheesiest
4: line of dialogue you've ever had to say in a, a porn scene um, the, the thing about wanting to go to Paris was pretty, pretty funny and cheesy uh, oh, one time I played uh, this FBI agent <laughs> who was hunting down Wolf Hudson who's a great porn actor and um, just a great person in general I think I had to say something like uh, I knew when Wolf Hudson got released he'd be after me Good thing I was ready for him. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to
0: say it in that like FBI
4: voice, yeah, like a, like you're on dragnet or something. Yeah will Will Donald Trump still be president a year from now? It's fat. It's I don't know. I don't know. I um I've been reading the the Fire and Fury book. I can't actually. wait. Mine arrives any day now. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think it really comes. I, I don't think he's. Excuse me. I don't think they're going to find him or charge him with collusion. I think if anything, it's going to be real estate ties, or it's you know,
0: they're well, gonna... Remember, they
4: can't indict a president. There's a supremacy clause
0: in the Constitution. Right, yeah. The only thing you can do is impeach, and that has to come from Congress. So I say nothing happens until we win back the Senate and the right. House, and that that may take a few years. Yeah, I just um Unless there's video of the Russian hookers peeing on him. Right. Then it happens. I really hope there is. Last question. What is your mantra or motto for living every day? Be grateful. Oh, I like that. Chris Harder, you are delicious. Your website yes. is harderburlesque.com. For those of you who don't know how to spell burlesque, it's B U R L E S Q U E. And it has your, um, your tour dates, including yes. upcoming shows. You're going to be in Detroit and Toronto.
4: Yeah, and I'm going to be actually in Orlando, too, on February 3rd. Fabulous. God, I would love to go to Orlando so, now. How mm-hmm. do people follow you on social media? Um, at Harder Burlesque. There's and, not a lot of Harders, actually. And so that's your you real start, name, right? It is. Born and raised, baby. Uh, how that's lucky is amazing. that, that your name is Chris Harder and you go into- Capitalize uh, off of the simple <laughs> Dick dancing.
0: That is perfect. Thank you again for being here. Thank uh, you and, all so uh, much. His so show is fun. called Porn to be a Star. Look for it in a city near you and follow him on social media. Uh, Ryan, thank you for co-hosting with me. You'll be thank back you. next week. I sure will be. And we'll be talking to an icon, uh, John Epperson, mm-hmm. better known to audiences worldwide- as Lip-Sinka. Lipsinka. Lipsinka will be in studio. Please subscribe to Derek and Romaine. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. Download my comedy album and have a fabulous week, bitches. Bye. Bye.